views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rocco's, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. You can find me on the web at www.eaglerock.com. That's www.eggl. R-O-C-K dot com. You can also like me on Facebook at Eagle Rock Nutrition and follow me at Eagle Rock on Twitter. And feel free to send me a tweet anytime during the show tonight. Um, I'd like to make, start my show tonight with an announcement, something that I mentioned last week. I invite all of my listeners, that's all of you, to a lecture that I will be hosting on Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m. at 2Q's Cafe, my favorite Caribbean cafe owned by Mike and Paulette Cattell. And I will be talking about the relationship between allergies, leaky gut, and drug addiction. So this is a very hot topic, particularly the drug addiction part. Um, I really like to provide some clarifying information on a biological basis for what distinguishes or what might distinguish uh, people who are drug addicted from those who are not. But tonight's show is going to focus on mind-body practices. So we're going to talk about yoga, um, something called Reiki, uh, hypnotherapy, and shamanism. Now, this is a little bit out of my wheelhouse, so tonight we're going to do something a little different. I have a few experts who are all lined up to call in, and they're going to tell us about their practice and how they use it in health promotion. So, if you have a question about any of these topics, these practices, Please call in. The call-in number is 973-267-9687. That's 973-267-9687. Um, so uh, I'm going to go right into, so I, well, let me just introduce my um, my experts. So uh, we have Nicole D., who is the yoga expert, and she's on the line now. And that's going to be followed by Amy. Carol Brown, who's going to tell us about Reiki, uh, followed by uh, Angela Ogletree, who's actually calling in from um, Atlanta, Georgia, who's going to talk about hypnotherapy. And then we're going to hear from Kate Smith, who is actually a bona fide shaman. And I hear she does a mean rendition of America the Beautiful. So I'm going to start with, uh, that was a joke. Uh, that was, I'm going to start with, um, Nicole. So she's on line one and we're going to, um, tune her in. Uh, hello, Nicole. Hi. Uh, can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Great. So what I'd like you to do is start with uh, telling us your name and um, where you practice yoga, um, if you host any events, and then I'm just going to have a few questions for you. Okay, sure. Um, my name is Nicole Donardo, and I'm an alignment-based yoga instructor, and I have, in the recent years, um, been practicing out of Soulful Awakenings with Ellen Mosco, and I teach um, out of Beacon Yoga and Freehold in the YMCA and Freehold as well. You know, can you repeat that? Um, just slow down so that they can hear where where they can find you, starting from the first location. Sure. My name is Nicole Donardo, and I'm a alignment-based yoga instructor. And I mostly practice with um, my teacher, Ellen Mosco, out of Soulful Awakenings in Belmar. But I teach at Beacon Yoga in Freehold, New Jersey, and as well as the YMCA in Freehold, New Jersey. Yes, I love the YMCA. I take yoga at the YMCA. I'm a huge YMCA pro proponent just because YMCAs are so community friendly and they will always be there for you. Right? So yes, 
there. Right. Um, um, so, Nicole, so, um, you know, you actually said something that distracted me from the questions that I'm going, that I was going to um, ask you about. So alignment, which is a huge issue for so many of my patients who end up going to see like chiropractors. So when you use the word alignment, do you, are you using it in the way that I think you're using it to improve the alignment of your skeleton? Well, um, alignment-based yoga is a style of yoga where you um, basically will work on yeah, aligning the body in the poses for the best benefit of the pose and to feel safe in the postures as well. Right. And, and so is that what you do exclusively, like even at the Y, or do you um, conduct other styles of yoga as well? Um, my style is always alignment-based, whether it's a gentle yoga class, or um, more of a advanced or vinyasa class. Um, I always have alignment at my core, unless I'm teaching restorative or again, which are two different types of styles. Yeah, I love restorative too. Uh, can you tell us what restorative yoga is? Okay, so restorative yoga is a style of yoga that's really accessible to any kind of person. Um, you basically use a bunch of props, blocks, um, blankets, and uh, bolsters, and you lay in the postures for about 5 to 15 minutes, and it's supposed to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system and um, get into that so that you can really um, restart your body and restore your body. So would you recommend that for just about anyone? Um, yeah, most people are very um, accessible to um, because if you... Um, you don't really have to have much of a yoga practice or be physical really much at all in order to do this. And um, it's very meditative. Great. See, I would really like to get, like, my patients who are not very nimble or mobile mm -hmm. um, to at least do some breathing. The problem is the getting down on the floor, if you can believe that. Um, so I do teach a standing chair, and even though it's standing, I'm not allowed to let my patients or my my, my um, attendees get on the sit on the floor. But I always tell them how important it is to always be able to get from the floor to stand up, no matter how, what way you do it. And so with yoga, I want all my patients to do yoga, but I want it to be as safe as possible. So what do you do to make your practice safe for everyone? Well, I well, if they're coming to my class, of course, I always tell people to listen to their body. That's very important. And yoga, even though people tend to still do this, I tell them to just listen to themselves and look at their own, um, look within themselves and their posture and their foundation rather than what the person next to them is doing. Um, because everybody's body is different, everybody's needs are different, and if you listen to your own body, you'll get a lot of answers. So I really focus a lot on the foundation of the poses, where people's feet are placed, um, how they're moving, how quickly they're moving, um, you know, if they have an injury, how they're moving with that injury, um, if they should skip certain poses and try alternate poses. And I always give a lot of options in my class so that people have those choices and know and can decide what is best for their body. Uh, so in the studios that you use, do you have mirrors or people looking at their positioning? Um, I, at the YMCA, there are mirrors because... Um, they have different kinds of classes in there that utilize the mirrors. Yoga is actually um, mostly done without mirrors. Um, it's so, and I had a student ask me this the other day, which is kind of interesting, you're asking me this. Um, and she said it would help her if she could see herself in the mirror. But I said to her that it's supposed to get you to look within. And to, to kind of learn body awareness, you can see in your body and feel within your body where your foot might be turned out a little bit or where something doesn't feel so good. But I do walk around in my classes and I do assist people and give very detailed instruction so that they can get into the posture the best way for them. Great. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, I even, so if, if I do yoga at the Y, I'm in a room that has mirrors, but I suddenly, subtly thought like I shouldn't be using the mirrors. Um, the, the instructor never says, don't look at yourself in the mirror, but I had a funny right. feeling that that would just be a distraction. So, um, go ahead. 
No, it's, it's not wrong at all. Just that I, I guess in yoga we feel that sometimes when you're staring at yourself in the mirror, you're, you're thinking about other things. And we want to get kind of the mind out of the outside world and within and into our body, mind, and spirit, basically. Yeah, I do have to say I have to give myself some props because after about at least five years of taking yoga, I have finally stopped looking at the clock. I've actually gotten to the point where I actually, I actually wish the class would never end. <laughs> you know, and like I'm that's afraid, great. That's good. <laughs> right? I'm afraid to look at the clock because I just wanted to keep going. Um, now, um, my instructor, who I like very much, I take a couple of them, but the one that I go to most of the time, um, sometimes she has um, given us poses that help with liver de- detoxification. And as a nutritionist, and especially because this is the holiday season, I'm doing a lot of pre- and post-holiday liver detox. So uh, is that something that you um, use in some of your classes? And if so, what are some of the kinds of poses that are good for detoxification? So basically around this time of year, you'll see a lot of twist classes. I did a twist class tonight at Beacon, and I'm also going to be doing another twist um, detoxing class for Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving at 8 a.m. at Beacon. And so basically twist poses are um, some of the best poses you can do to detox. And all yoga poses in general, they have multiple benefits, just one particular benefit of twist. Um, so basically twist detoxify and rehydrate your spine. Um, so in one instance, you can do a cat and cow, which is a very simple pose, moving your spine on when you're on your hands and knees, and that helps um, move the spine. Um, if you're a beginner or you need more of a gentle practice, a seated twist or a Arda Mati Andrasana, which is a half floor of the fishes pose. A lot of our poses are in Sanskrit, um, which is also a seated twist. Um, are really great twists that you can do um, just sitting. And then if you're more intermediate in the practice, you can try some chair twists, which really gets the heat going and building in your body. Um, Revolved uh, side angle twists, revolved lunge twists. Um, you can do balance. Parvurta Hasta Padangustasana is a really great twist. Um, tonight in class we did a revolved triangle um, and then a really, really great pose is eagle pose, which is really, it's also really good for beginners, um, where you're balancing and crossing one leg over the other and wrapping it around your calf. And um, that creates circulation and flushes out the blood and the lymphatic system as well. Can you do that pose while you're sitting down? Because to wrap your foot around the other leg while you're standing up is a real yes, balancing challenge. Yep. You can. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can also use a block as well. I give my beginners a lot of the time a block so that they can put their toe on the block instead of around their calf. All right, right. Yeah, I'm going to try that in my standing chair class. I can let them sit down on the chair. And what about poses for digestion? Because I'm all about gut health. Um, I really feel like the the derivation of almost everything that ails you has to do with the health of your gut. So um, anything that you can do to, to foster growth of good bacteria or to promote or to perpetuate digestion, um, all about that. So do you have any recommendations in that area? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we talked a little bit about restorative yoga before. And restorative yoga and just breathing as well, which can be easily done in a chair or anywhere in your car, is really great for the digestive system. So in yoga, we do diaphragmatic breathing where we inhale through our nose and we puff out our whole belly. And then when we inhale, our belly button moves back towards our spine, and it's kind of like a higher deflating, or I like a puffer fish deflating. And um, what that basically does is it, um, it can massage your liver, stomach, and intestines, and it enables your stomach to produce proper enzymes and break down the food. And um, I found this out on this really interesting. This breathing exercise can create um, increase oxygen by five times. Um, and it could really help our metabolism. So that's a really simple thing that anybody could do with everybody breathes every day, every minute, every second of every day. And it could be done in a chair or anywhere at work, um, especially when you're feeling stressed or, um, you know, before or after you eat. 
I like the um, way you said you could do it in your car. <laughs> yep. I do it in the car all the time. When I'm stressed out. <laughs> yeah, so in in one of my classes, I don't know if we do this for digestion. I, I can't recall, uh, but we do something called breath of fire, fire mm-hmm. which is really yep. hard. Yep. Yep, there's a lot of different breathing exercises. Um, Agni Sar, there's the breath of fire, there's U- Ujjayi breath, um, Durga breath, all different kinds. I just put it in the simplest terms for people who may not have ever heard of any kind of yoga breathing before. But really just breathing in and out your nose and puffing out your belly, filling it with air, and then exhaling and letting the belly deplete. Yeah, it's a lot harder than it sounds. That's yep. I to say. Right. So you actually said a lot of long, interesting words. Can you tell us about the derivation of some of the nomenclature in the names of the poses? Um, can you say that? Repeat that? Can you tell us about the derivation of the nomenclature, the names of the poses? Like, what is the origin of the names of the okay. poses? Um, the origins come from Sanskrit, which is no longer really a language, but we do use the, the um, words in yoga. And a lot of times, like at the YMCA or places like gym, they will not use those words. Um, in classes where people have been coming for a while or are more familiar with yoga, I may start using some of those words. But basically, they correspond to different parts of the body, like a word could mean head or foot, okay? And then that's what it means. But there are English versions of all the poses as well as Sanskrit names as well. Right. All right, Nicole. Um, I'm going to move on to our Reiki person, but um, uh, can you just remind us, remind my listeners um, how they can find you either on your website um, Mm -hmm. or, uh, uh, again, slowly give us the names of the places where you teach yoga besides the YMCA, but tell us the town. Yes. Okay, so I teach at Beacon Yoga in Freehold, a great studio, um, on Route 9, Beacon Yoga. Mm-hmm. And I believe their website is beaconyogaandj.com. Uh-huh. Um, and I teach a lot of private different places as well. But um, you can find out more about me or bringing me to your uh, organization at my website, which is happysoulyoga.com. It's spelled happysoul-yoga.com happysoul-yoga.com and you can find me on Instagram at whimsycole84 spelled W-H-I-M-S-I-C-O-L-E 84 and that's on Instagram. Okay, that's great. You know what, as a matter of fact, the person that was calling in was not the Reiki, so you actually have a few extra minutes. But what I, okay. I also wanted to let you know is that, um, so MK, my wing gal, who's taken the calls, has let me know that I can only have two people on the line at the same time. So you are welcome to stay on the line so that you can chime in with Amy, who's going to talk about Reiki, and she in turn can talk to you. So you guys can stay on the line together. But then I have to drop you to get my next two people. Right? Okay, no problem. Right. So uh, actually, Amy's actually is probably not going to call in for two more minutes. It's a little early for her. I told her 7:50. So I'm going to quiz you a little bit more about. Um, so when when I think about my demographic, the people who are my my listeners or my most faithful uh-huh. listeners. You know, they're not, they're not young millennials. They're like older middle-aged people. And they're men, men yep. and women. And, um, my callers and my, the people that follow up with me, um, tend to be men. So do you f- think that there are any poses that are more effective for men than for women? Um, I don't think, I mean, I think yoga's for everybody. So I think that, I, I feel like a lot of women tend to think yoga is more of like, uh, people think that Yoga is more of a women's thing. However, I have a lot of men come to my class, and I really think for men, it's just doing not just the strengthening poses, but also um, different stretches, um, um, hip openers, um, um, downward dogs to open up the hamstrings, forward folds, because men tend to be tight in those areas. um, And getting into that will really help enhance their yoga practice. I would definitely agree with you with that. I definitely think that men tend to be tighter than women. Like um, as a runner, you know, when I see when I see men stretching out, I don't see them bending down very far, or you know, I don't. And, and probably because their muscles are so much larger. 
all right? Um, uh, and yet, there are quite a few men who are yogis, who are yoga instructors. Yep. Right? And so, um, and so your demographic, do you also do classes for children? I do. Um, I've actually worked in a school for special needs, and I used to do a yoga pro- program there. Um, I've done programs for the parents. Um, I've also teach through the YMCA after school program, and I've done classes at Beacon Yoga as well for kids, um, teens and younger children as well. Okay, well, I'm just going to plug to all the parents that are listening that if you want to do something really excellent for your kids, you should sign them up for yoga. All right, so we have our Reiki master who is on line two. So, MK, if I just hit the talk to button, will will Nicole stay on the line or will I end up dropping her inadvertently? Okay, all right, great. All right, welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Uh, is this our Reiki master? Yes, this is Amy Carroll Brown. Hi, Amy. Um, so what I'd like to do is just have you introduce yourself to my listeners. Um, tell us, you know, who you are. Um, if you have a practice, tell us where you practice and how your members are able and how your members are able to work with you. Sure. Uh, my name is Amy Carroll Brown. And I do have a private practice. I have a portable portable massage table that I bring to people's homes. And I can be reached at Reiki on Facebook at Reiki with Evie Carol Brown. Can you spell that? Sure. My My listeners probably don't even know how to spell Reiki. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, Reiki is spelled R-E-I-K-I, and then the word with, and my name is spelled Amy, A-M-Y, and my last name for Facebook is C-A-R-O-Brown, B-R-O-W-N. And the uh, the address of your um, office or where you I, people can I'm be? Based at, I'm based in Monmouth County. So I do most of, most of my sessions in Monmouth County, but I will travel to other parts of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, eastern portion of Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that's a really good idea because you can travel with your massage table. I use a massage table in my office, and I can travel with it. Uh, that thing is yeah. pretty heavy, though, isn't it? Yes, but it, <laughs> it keeps my muscles going. Right, right. So uh, why don't you tell us where you learned uh, the practice? Oh, Amy, are you still there? Oh, I think we lost her. MK, is Amy still on the line? No, just Nicole's still here. <laughs> oh, all right. Nicole's still on the line. Is Amy still on yeah. the line? Amy? Oh, she'll have to call back in? All right. We'll have to let her to know that uh, we dropped her. Well, I've been communicating with her on Facebook. All right. So why don't so why don't we go back to Nicole for a little while? So, Nicole, do you... Do you know anything about Reiki? A little bit. I do a level one Reiki. <laughs> All right. And where did you? Where did you? Um, oh, here MK is gonna come and get us. What about if we clicked R three? Oh, did you just drop Nicole? Yeah. Nicole. Yeah, you dropped Nicole. I'm sorry. All right. So who's on line three? Somebody will get her. All right, thanks. All right, hopefully uh, Amy will call us back and we'll talk more about Reiki. But I think we have another caller on line three, and that can be our um, hypnotist. So with hypnotherapy, so you really are a hypnotist, and she really does hypnotize you. But I think it's Oh, okay, great. I think it's really interesting that we're now using, you know, hypnosis therapeutically. All right, so Amy is back, and we're going to bring her back on the line. Uh, sorry for dropping you, Amy. 
That's okay. All right. So I wanted to know, like, where you where you learned your Reiki practice. Like, if sure. somebody wanted to be a Reiki master, where would they go for training? Uh, well, I I got my training in New York City back in nineteen ninety between nineteen ninety seven and nineteen ninety nine. However, being a Reiki master, I can teach people how to do Reiki. I've done it. Um, I've actually had some sessions in my in my condo, but I also have a business partner I work with, and we hold um, Reiki trainings at different locations. Wow, so you've been doing Reiki for 20 years? Yeah. Wow, so so you know what? I'm not going to say that Reiki is mainstream, but I know I every week I run into someone that, that goes to a Reiki teacher master. But, like, tell me what it was like in 1997. Like, who was utilizing your services back then before integrative health care was called alternative medicine? Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I, one of my friends was going to a Reiki healing circle in Manhattan, and I had never heard of it. And I, I have an open mind, so I said, okay, but I was a little bit apprehensive. And I went to a Reiki healing circle. And from that session, from that Reiki healing circle where um, Reiki practitioners get a chance to practice Reiki on people who come to the circle, um, it to me it was a life changing moment, but but at that point nobody really heard of Reiki, so I was kind of quiet about it, even when I became a Reiki practitioner. But in 1999, when I was becoming a Reiki master, that's when Dr. Oz, at that time, he was the first doctor doctor to bring it into the emergency into the operating room. Had no idea. You know what? I have to say, I have to give him kudos. You know, people kind of, um, uh, you know, give him a hard time about introducing some not so scientifically sound ideas. But I have to give him props. He really is the person that made people really think about what they're eating. You know, he right. made all of us be more aware of our health and how we're treating our bodies. So he really started the whole movement. Like there was, you know, alternative medicine. And before that, it was um, something else. Um, and he really made people like want integrative health care, which is Reiki and yoga. And yeah. right. He 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 mainstreams it all. So uh, I really have to owe my current career to him. So right. let's. Listen, Amy, um, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you to talk more about, like, uh, the health benefits of Reiki and how you use it with your clients. Yeah. All right. So, MK, we'll take a break now and we'll come back to Amy. So don't drop the call. <laughs> Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings either at their brand new headquarters in Morganville, New Jersey, or at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. Learn more at ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. ETT Women. Together, we achieve more. 
ETT Women member Angela Saratella is a naturopathic doctor and the owner of Beauty from Inside and Out, a complete beauty and wellness center located in Oradell, New Jersey. Our center uses a DNA and blood type based approach to define your nutritional needs and to provide a holistic and naturopathic solution for restored nutrition, improving stress response, sleep restoration, and healthier digestion. Our integrative programs combine a balance of internal energy and external revitalization with our spa pampering services. You may book an appointment directly from our website, beautyfrominsideandout.com, or by calling 973-615-2486. That's 973-615-2486. You cried on this first day of kindergarten. You pulled an all-nighter to finish a sixth-grade science project. You spent the last two summers and all your vacation time looking for the best colleges. As a parent, you may think that telling your college and child that binge drinking is dangerous is a waste of your time. You may even think that checking in with him every day is a waste of energy. Well, it's not. Don't let the college years be wasted on beer and partying. New Jersey college students who believe their parents' opinions are important are less likely to binge drink. Find out how to keep your college student in check. Visit ParentCheckNJ.com. That's ParentCheckNJ.com. This message sponsored by the Impact New Jersey Coalition, a program of the New Jersey Prevention Network, Partnership for a Drug-Free New Jersey, the Center for Substance Abuse Prevention, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios, Classic Oldies, WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station. Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. If you're just joining us, tonight's show is on mind-body practices. And we have some really interested, interesting experts who are telling us about the practices that include yoga, Reiki, hypnotherapy, and shamanism. So if you're a listener and you'd like to ask one of our experts a question, feel free to call in. The call-in number is 973-267-9687. That's 973-267-9687. So we're going to continue our conversation with Amy Carroll Brown, who is a Reiki master. So Amy, are you on, still on the line? Can you hear yeah. me? Great. Yes, I am. Right. So can you tell us some of the health benefits that you, you typically use Reiki for? Um, Reiki works on a lot of different levels. At the very least, it can reduce stress and help with anxiety. But it also works on a mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritual levels. Um, it can help. I mean, we don't diagnose anybody that we're working on, but there's uh, some of my clients have been helped with, any, with physical issues that they've come in with, or sometimes they've come in with a physical issue, but it ends up being an emotional issue that they needed help with. Uh, Reiki is uh, it's a very um, intelligent energy, so it actually goes where it needs to go when I'm working on somebody. So, like, um, so I, I've actually had Reiki, so I kind of have a feel feel for what it is. But can you actually describe what someone who's experiencing Reiki for the first time, what actually happens during a Reiki session? Oh, absolutely. Um, what I what I will say to start off, Reiki is not massage. Um, when someone comes in for a session, they stay fully clothed, and it's done the reiki is done mainly by a light touch and we hit a, we hit upon about 12 to 15 key points of the body and we spend about two to five minutes on each part of the body um, sometimes we will not touch the we will hold our hands over the body as well and that will also send reiki in, into the person's body so is there anything that you personally do to prepare? Because I understand that, you know, it's you sharing your energy. So, you know, how how do you energize yourself or prepare yourself to ensure, you know, uh, that your client has the experience that they expect? Sure. Um, being a Reiki, is, this is kind of abstract, but... Um, I'm not sure if, if, for those who haven't heard of it, um, we 
the energy that we use is actually called universal life force energy or otherwise known as chi energy. So it goes through us. We're really the channelers of the, for the energy. But with that being said, um, before I start working on somebody, I do ground myself. I take a few minutes out. I take a minute or two before. And I do clear my mind. And when I'm done with the when I'm done with the Reiki, at the end we do we do something where we clear the energy. I'll go wash my hands. I'll wipe my um, I'll wipe my hands together. I'll take a paper towel if I can't get to the sink. I'll wipe my hands off, and that's how we clear the energy. Right. Wow. So I mean, I don't think I've ever met anyone that has as much experience in Reiki as you do. So I would definitely recommend you to anyone that is interested in trying this out. So before I move on to our next expert, um, can you tell my listeners one more time how they can find you? Um, They can find me on Facebook. They can put um, Reiki with Amy Caro Brown. Or they can actually email me at Amy, A-M-Y, underscore Caro, C-A-R-O, at MSN.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amy. So I'm actually, so um, I'm going to have to drop you um, so that I can have my next two, the the hypnotist and the shaman on the line um, simultaneously. So thank you so much for calling in. But I hope you stay on. uh, I hope you stay tuned in and listen to the rest of the show. I definitely will. All right. Thank you, Amy. Okay. All right. Bye. Welcome to E-Ray with Laura. Is this Angela? Hi, yes. Hey, Angela. Can you hold on for a minute so I can, um, I need to drop this call or maybe have MK come in and drop it for me. Let me see. Now, okay. if you get dropped, just call me back. All right. Nope, right that didn't back. work. I do. Nope, that didn't work. MK, I just got a lot of, uh, oh, we dropped Angela, I think. <laughs> All right, let's see who's on this line. So I just keep hitting buttons. Oh, here we go. Lots of feedback. Let me see if I drop. MK, can you tell me what line Angela is on? All right. Angela is one. Okay. Thank you. So is is she live? One. One. Okay. You're back. All right. Great. Back. Hey, Dr. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for calling in. So, Angela, tell my listeners who you are um, and about your practice, where you're located, and the services that you provide. Okay. Uh, my name is Angela Ockeltree. I'm actually located in the Atlanta, Georgia area in Marietta. Uh, my practice is Right Path Hypnosis. Uh, if you want to look me up, it's Right R-I-G-H-T-P-A-T-H, hypnosis, H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S dot com. Um, I, I work with people of pretty much all ages. I think my youngest client is about eight right now, and my oldest client is about 79 um, at this time. And I've had older, and uh, I've actually had a six-year-old before that I've worked with. Uh, and I work with people who are having any challenges, any mental blocks, uh, or anxieties, nightmares, PTSD, you name it, uh, including, of course, uh, stopping smoking, uh, which is uh, uh, something that I do regularly with people, which is always a pleasure for me, and uh, weight loss, uh, just about anything that you can think of. I work with a lot of athletes. Uh, to help them improve their performance or to overcome uh, a fear or an injury once they've healed, uh, to be able to get back in the game and play really well. And uh, and anxiety seems to be a, and stress seems to be a prevailing issue across the board with everyone now. So that is a common thing that walks through my door. Uh, so anything dealing with the mind, which is pretty much anything in your life that you're struggling with, hypnosis can help. Uh, I also do life coaching, uh, which includes, uh, you know, goal setting and, and really working toward achieving where you want to be, creating a path 
in your mind and actually achieving those. It's kind of along the lines of, of uh, the law of attraction, but we actually make it work. <laughs> well, since, a lot of people. since you're in Atlanta and we're in New Jersey, uh, so how can people work with you virtually? Well, I work with people either on FaceTime. I do that regularly. I do phone sessions as well if people are comfortable just working with the phone. Um, I work on Skype. Uh, my Skype handle is Angela, and I spell it with two L's, A-N-G-E-L-L-A, hypnosis, and that is my Skype handle. So it's pretty easy to get a hold of me, um, you know, to reach me. Right path hypnosis is the best way. I, people can actually uh, schedule a, a consultation on you know, basically from the website. You just put your information in, find the time slot, and I'll spend 30 minutes with you. And we can see what you want to work on and then go from there. So when, when your clients are undergoing hypnotherapy, can you actually describe exactly what happens? Well, it's kind of interesting because most of us, when we're awake, uh, our conscious mind seems to rule the roost. Uh, it thinks 150 to 300 words a minute. Uh, it always is that it's that running dialogue in our heads. It's the analytical part of our mind. It's the rational reasoning part of our mind. Short-term memory, working memory. It's kind of like the monitor on your computer. But the reality is you can only think one thought at a time, and that part of your brain handles only 40 bits of information in a second, which is like 2,400 bits in a minute, which isn't very much. Um, it's only 12% of the mental processing in a 24-hour day, so your subconscious mind actually is what is in charge. Uh, what happens in a session is we act, we have to access the subconscious mind. That only happens when we can bypass the critical factor of the conscious mind. And that happens when you close your eyes and just relax a little bit. Now, the interesting thing is it also happens while we're driving or if we're involved in a, watching a movie and we get kind of lost in the movie. Uh, everyone that drives goes in and out of, of road hypnosis. We get, you know, we're daydreaming and suddenly we're where we were intending to go. Uh, I've never met anybody who drives that hasn't done that. <laughs> yeah, same, but done it, many times, <laughs> regularly. Exactly. Exactly. My my dad used to call it being you know the the old mule going back to the barn. <laughs> it's just it's automatic. You just go there. I've bypassed stores before though. I intended to stop and and you know purchase something for dinner, and all of a sudden I'm in my garage. So uh, I think I think we all do that. But the subconscious mind is the the bigger part of your mind. It handles uh, twenty million bits of information in a second. And if you do that times, you know, 60 seconds uh, for a minute, that's over a billion bits of information in a second. So we're taking in information with our eyes, with our ears, uh, with our all of our senses. And the mind is processing those all the time. So it processes all day long. And then it also works while we're sleeping. It never actually sleeps. Um, it determines what memories we're going to keep. Now, I don't remember what I ate for dinner last Tuesday, but any memory that has uh, significance in my mind, anything that has um, an extreme emotion, those things are sealed away. I mean, I think there's probably nobody that you can talk to that can't tell you where they were, uh, for instance, when the, the Twin Towers were hit. I mean, those big emotional moments, they seal it away into our brain. And, it, it you know, when I was growing up, I'm a, a bit older than you, but when I was growing up, uh, you know, I even remember as a six-year-old, um, you know, hearing the news about John F. Kennedy. So that's that's how powerful that emotional impact. My mother had such an emotion; it made an impact on me as a child, and I remember it. Well, what about um, these people? There are like these rare people who have profound memory. They can remember everything, like every single thing they ate at every meal for the last three years. That's um, an eidetic an memory, and, and that's a very rare thing. Yes. That's very rare. The average human being, and I've never met anybody that's like that. Have you? Uh, no, no, but there's a, famous, there's a famous actress that has that. So can those people, are they easy to hypnotize or hard to hypnotize? You know what? I've never dealt with a person like that, but pretty much anyone who has 
who is willing to be hypnotized and really wants to change, people say, you know, well, but let me use myself as an example. When I first went to a hypnotist, I really didn't think I could be hypnotized. And it was a last resort for me because I had a pattern in my life, and we're going to talk about patterns in a minute, but I had a pattern in my life that had been created, um, and it was created through a belief system that was held in my subconscious mind that I didn't even know that I had. Um, so when we talk about memories, that's only one aspect of the subconscious mind. I mean, you have the emotions that are automatic and the emotions, you know, any thought that you have that has an emotion attached to it is going to create a physical reaction in your body. And it's very interesting because in my case, I went to a hypnotist because I had been single. I Goodness, I got married when I was 20 or 21 and I got divorced three years later and I was single and I went in my early 40s to a hypnotist. So I was single for a long time. But I couldn't attract a nice guy to save my life. I mean, it was awful. And I thought, my gosh, what is wrong with me, right? I would attract all the bad ones, and the good ones would hightail it after one date or maybe never even call me. But what was happening is I had been in a marriage that was dangerous. I I married somebody who um, actually was a drug abuser, and he, he did something I don't even know. I've never heard of anybody else doing it, but he would mainline cocaine in his body, and he literally hallucinated and put my life in danger a number of times. And so my subconscious mind connected danger and potential death with marriage. So what do you think it did? Wow. (laughs) It protected me me from getting married. So when I walked into a hypnotist's office, I thought, I can't be hypnotized. I don't know what else to do. It's my absolute last-ditch effort. And by golly, I've been with Steve now for 11 years, and we have an amazing relationship, and it's only because of hypnosis. Right, and, and you said that we have, we've had this conversation in the past that hypnotherapy really is the last resort. It's like the last thing that you do in an act of desperation. It is. It is. You have no idea how many clients walk through my door and they are like, I have tried everything, everything, and I don't know where else to turn. All right. And that's my client. All right. <laughs> well, well, Angela, I have to get to our shaman. So, um, well, first of all, just can you tell tell us where you were trained in hip- hypnotherapy? Sure. I, I actually trained with my hypnotist. Um, she is a part of the National Guild of Hypnotists, and she is absolutely wonderful. And she she worked with me, and then at a point in my life where I needed to make a shift in careers because of the economy and other things that had happened, she suggested that I go through the training process with her. So I actually did uh, the hundreds of hours that I had to do in studies and, and uh, classroom time with her, and then also apprenticed with her. Um, she's actually in Florida, and we still are. I'm, she's still my hypnotist, and, and actually, I'm her hypnotist now. And can you train? Um, can you train other hypnotists? I cannot. I've not been certified to do that, so I cannot. Um, I highly recommend the National Guild of Hypnotists. Anyone that wants to do this can look in their area and find somebody. Uh, I have a, a great woman I know, Carol Deniker, and. In Long Island is wonderful. I know you're in New Jersey, but there are a lot of different hypnotists. And, you know, if somebody wants to go through that training, if they have someone who's been trained and is certified as an instructor through the National Guild of Hypnotists, they will will learn how to be a hypnotist. I happen to get really lucky because Laura was... um, trained by every other trainer out there great all right well thank you so much so last last so if anybody wanted to make a virtual appointment with you from new jersey how would they do that they can go straight to the website rightpathhypnosis.com and on the left column you'll see schedule your appointment now and all they have to do is put in that they either want a phone or a skype session and uh, it's super easy to do, and I would love to help. I love helping people. It's my passion, and it works just as well from a distance as it does in person. All right. Well, if you're desperate to find a mate, then definitely go see Angela. All right. So stay in the line, <laughs> and maybe um, stay in the line, and 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 if you'd like to, you can um, ask our shaman a question. So I'm gonna segue to the next line, and we're gonna hear from our shaman person. Um, is that line two? 
MK, line two. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Hi, Laura. It's Kate. Hey, Kate, thanks for calling in. So, now I have some background in yoga. I have background in Reiki and hypnotherapy. I have no background whatsoever in shamanism. So, uh, tell us, um, tell my listeners, first of all, who you are. And you're just going to have to give us the A to Z tutorial in 10 minutes on what shamanism is. No problem. I totally got that, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, my name's Kate Smith. And I founded Journey Smith Shamanic Arts that's in Montclair, New Jersey. And you can find out more about me at www.journeysmith.com. Or you can even give me a ring at 908-349-0518. I'm a shamanic practitioner. And basically what I do is I help people find their direct connection with spirit, nature, and energy using a variety of techniques. So let me give you an example of the sorts of things that I do. This was my day yesterday. So the first thing that I was working with is two clients that I've known for a while. And they're feeling kind of unbalanced. I mean, there's been a lot of energy shifting and changing these days with the fall holidays. And they want to come and rebalance themselves. So the best way we decided to do that was through ceremony. So we did a prayer bundle ceremony giving gratitude to just about everything we could possibly think of. And using that energy of gratitude, that helped my clients and also me come back into balance and right relationship with everything around them. And the next client I worked with, that um, we were wondering about how can she protect herself from some of the negativity that's going on in the workplace. We've all been around gossips and uh, just kind of spinning into some heavy energies. So I was able to share with her some shamanic techniques to help deflect some of this heavy energy that just wasn't really serving her. And also when she got home, some techniques to help cleanse off any of those energies that stuck with her before she brought those home. Another client um, was interested in just clearing their energy. They've already gotten kind of slimed by some of the heavier energies in their workplace and at home. So I did a general cleansing of their energy system, their body, and I used sound technology and some rattles, drums, uh, and other instruments to help shift their energy. Yeah, tell us about your rattles and drums, because, uh, I mean, I follow you enough on Facebook and your Facebook page <laughs> to, know, to know at least about the rattles and drums. So tell us more about that. Absolutely. <laughs> So um, just as an aside, I make my own rattles and drums to use in my own sound healing practice, which is a component of shamanic practice. Um, so everything is, is really coming direct from my hands and my heart that I use in my, with my clients. So rattles and drums have been around for millennia. They've used, they've been used to pacify babies with rattles, but also warriors in the olden days that came home from war. Um, old, uh, the ancients used rattles to help calm some of that post-traumatic stress disorder. Drums are known the worldwide. Uh, they tend to connect us with the heartbeat of the Mother Earth. They have a very calming and grounding tone and a grounding energy. In shamanic practice, they're used in a fairly monotonous way, not really comparable to some of the complex musical rhythms. And the reason is that we don't really need to do that to affect a calming change on the mind. The predictable, uh, monotonous rhythm tends to lull our judgmental, analytical, critical side into vacation mode so that our more inspired, connected, um, creative 
side can come more to the forefront. In our Western culture, that side of us is usually given a back seat to our ration, our logic, and our task list and our anxiety about what's happening at work on Monday. Um, so this is a chance to allow that other side to come to the forefront and to allow us to make some very non-intuitive connections that our logical mind wouldn't be able to make. So do you actually, I'm hearing vestiges of PTSD, so do you work with anyone that suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I had a psychotherapist last week who uh, specializes in that area, but like this seems like an opportunity to um, help people that suffer. And it could be distress from any anything, you know, childhood or, you know, a bad relationship or, you know, of their veteran. It is amazing that you've brought that up because what I'm noticing more and more with my clients is as they work with me over time, many clients suffer from PTSD from a variety of events. Not necessarily that they went to war, but in certain respects, this continual stress of our Western world where we never find relief, we're not encouraged to take the time for introspection, repose, or meditation, it creates a state of constant stress. And so these drums and rattles can provide a very definitive relief from that. And I plan on upgrading my practice to include and to directly work with people who have suffered um, traumatic events great, and are great. working with uh, the vestiges of some of these these issues. Right. Well, I'm getting the two-minute warning from MK. So, uh, and since you are talking about an upgrade to your business, can you just remind the listeners one more time where to find you and that telephone number? Because I was writing it down and I missed a number. <laughs> uh, sure, no problem. You can find me. I'm in Montclair, New Jersey. My website is www.journeysmith.com, and my phone number is 908-349-0518. And I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to learn more. My website has my email address, so shoot me an email. Give me a ring, and I'm even on Instagram with the drums and rattles that I make by hand at Journey Smith Shamanic Arts. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Kate. I'm just going to end the show with a reminder to the listeners to come to my lecture on November 30th uh, at 2Q's Cafe. It starts at 7 o'clock. I'll be talking about the relationship between allergies and drug addiction and leaky gut. And if you'd like to join us, just go to the website, www.eaglerock.com, and send me a message through the website that you'd like to join us, and we will send you an invitation. We'll get your RCP on the So thank you, everybody, for listening. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Um, I already taught you how to eat last week, so I hope that you don't overeat. But have a great day and love to all your families. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health. 
health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppas and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings either at their brand new headquarters in Morganville, New Jersey, or at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. Learn more at ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen, W-O-M-E-N.com. ETT Women. Together, we achieve more. ETT Women member Angela Saratella is a naturopathic doctor and the owner of Beauty from Inside and Out, a complete beauty and wellness center located in Oradell, New Jersey. Our center uses a DNA and blood type-based approach to define your nutritional needs and to provide a holistic and naturopathic solution for restored nutrition, improving stress response, sleep restoration, and healthier digestion. Our integrative programs combine a balance of internal energy and external revitalization with our spa pampering services. You may book an appointment directly from our website beautyfrominsideandout.com or by calling 973-615-2486. That's 973-615-2486. This Saturday at 11 a.m. on WMTR, catch All Access with State Theater New Jersey, the new radio show that brings you the best arts and entertainment news from Central Jersey. Hear artist interviews, updates on what's new and exciting in arts and live entertainment, and hear about upcoming events that you just can't miss. It's All Access with State Theater New Jersey, Saturdays at 11 a.m. on Classic Oldies WMTR. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision.